Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and I'm here with Hit A7. Thanks for uh, being on the podcast with us. No problem. Thanks for inviting me, Colin. Yeah. Um, so I can't even remember how we first met. Do you remember how we first met? Uh, yeah, I actually do. <clears throat> so I think it was around the end of 2012 or there, thereabouts where I was um, looking for Blackjack resources online and all of a sudden, I come across this uh, post or ad where it says um, "Group of Christian black uh, blackjack blackjack card counters beat casinos for millions" or something like that. <laughs> to that effect, I'm like, "Whoa, what is this?" Um, so that's how I first heard of um, Blackjack Apprenticeship, and then from there, um, I had joined the site. Um, but before that, I actually contacted you through an old church forum um, that it was Mars Hill. Okay, Because yeah. I think there was like a in-church forum that you were part of, and I happened to be part of uh-huh. the same network down in Southern California. So I was like, whoa, wait a minute, is this Colin from <laughs> Appalachia? And sure it was. So Wow, so it's like uh, multiple uh, degrees of overlap. Yes, definitely. That's awesome. and um, But you were actually, even before that stuff, you were already into card counting, right? Yeah, I, I was. And I was a, uh, at a particular point where I was like, ah, is this something I want to do? You know, is this uh, um, something I really want to put more time and effort into and start really putting in hours? Or should I not? Should I go back to school? I mean, it was like one of those things, like, what am I going to do? And then... I actually had the question of, is it even right for me to do this, uh-huh. right? So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I, I remember hooking up with uh, BJA. So how did you actually hear about or get into card counting? I think I was one of the people that bloomed out of the uh, 21 movie. Okay. Um, and I, I had actually played blackjack before that, just uh, on a recreational level. Um and um, for some reason, I thought, you know, at some point, I would like to look further into this. And then the movie 21 comes around, and it was a reminder, oh, that's right, I'd, I'd really like to look into this. So that's when I started looking more into it, to play blackjack from, you know, from an advantage player point. So I didn't know that you were a recreational <clears throat> player before that. Yeah, I was. Um, not too much. But yeah, what, whatever time I would come to Vegas, I would actually play, you know, a few hours of blackjack. Uh-huh. And I actually was a winner as as a plot piece. Oh, so, really? So that's oh, dangerous. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, some people start out winners, but yeah. uh, it doesn't last for long. So why, why were you coming to Vegas or do you not want to share? No, just um, right when I graduated college, I guess, it was one of those times where I went from being a broke college student to actually get a job in the engineering field, um, which going again from a broke college student to, wow, I'm actually making pretty good money here, relatively yeah. speaking. I'm like, let's go to Vegas. <laughs> so so um, even before that, did you gamble? Even no, not really. Well, I mean, I, I didn't have the money, but... Actually, I know that you did because you said last night... When you were a kid. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, growing up, it was um, a lot of times playing marbles. Uh, back in Mexico, I grew up in Mexico for like the first 10, 11 years of my life. So, yeah, playing marbles or um, betting on um, on uh, cockfights, roosters. Wow. So, yeah. You, didn't, you I, didn't mention that part. Yeah, I did not that I remember. It, it was a... Uh, it's just the culture over there, you know, yeah. what kids do. Um, I guess very different from what kids do nowadays. But, yeah, I remember that uh, being a – I had a little gamble in me. <laughs> do you think that you uh, had any sort of edge at either marbles or betting on cockfights? Marbles, yes, because I was pretty good. <laughs> but cockfights, no, not at all. Oh, that's awesome. Um, do you think you had any advantage play tendencies before card counting? Uh, I think so, yes. Um, uh, some of them I might not be too proud of, but <laughs> yes, definitely. I was looking for 
a way in which I don't know. I guess an example would be like going through going through school. It's like, hey, is there a way to get the exams from last year? Oh I mean, yeah. They, they never said I couldn't use them. You know, so, like what are the questions like? Who's right? And then by that same token, again, some things I'm not proud of uh, to where it's graded on a curve. So how can I throw off the other students? Oh my right? God. Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, you were you were telling me your uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh yeah, play. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, lately I've kind of gotten into. Um, I, I guess I tell my wife this is when when you know that I've kind of grown up now where. I'll go to Bed Bath & Beyond and I'm like, hey, I could use one of those things. You know, it's, uh-huh. it's kind of that shift in mentality. But yeah, so they have this 20% off coupons, which they send, I guess, to everybody regularly. So if there's, you know, a purchase that I'm going to make, which is two or more pretty expensive items, since the coupons is only for one item, buy the first item, you know, whatever, check out and then come back and buy the second item yeah. with the other coupon because they never said I can do that. So yeah, so yeah. I heard that and it made me think. Oh, I'm sure you had some advantage play tendencies. Yeah, absolutely. even even before uh, casinos or blackjack or anything. Yeah. Um, you know, here's here's a move that we used to do. I don't know if it still works, but uh, um, Home Depot mm-hmm. accepts coupons from anyone. Oh, competitor coupons. Yeah. So, but it didn't. It doesn't specify competitors. It just says they accept any coupons. So we would use the 20% Bed Bath & Beyond oh. on like a high-end piece of, you know, like if you're, buy, if, you're, if you're buying like a $500, uh, you know, at, at the time, Ben and I, we had bought this fourplex and we were remodeling it. Mm-hmm. And so we were buying stuff like crazy. So if there's something expensive, we'd, you know, use the 20%, 20% off. 20% off is a lot of money. Yeah, maybe $100 yeah. off a $500 item. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's not... That's that's their rules. We're playing by their rules. That's right. You so, got to read the fine text, and if you're not in violation, then hey, even if you are, just try it. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, that's right. That's right. Doesn't hurt to try. Uh, so, so you mentioned uh, that you were you were telling your wife about the the high end uh, kitchen gadgets. So, how does your wife and your family feel about, or how did they at first about about blackjack? And- well, uh, my wife's definitely on board. And at first, when I started playing, I guess, in a more serious manner, she had some questions, um, but I was able to kind of talk it through with her, and, and she's, uh, she's, she was, she's always been supportive. So it's one of those things where um, when I talk to people that want to go into card counting, or even if they're already in card counting, but there's a conflict with their spouse, my number one advice is don't do it. You know, yeah. it's, it's really not worth, uh, because then what are you going to do? You're going to end up, because uh, you want to get out there and play and get some hours in, more than likely you're going to end up lying, like, hey, so yeah, I'm going to be at such and such a place, mm-hmm. and you're really not. And then if you're found out, it's like, well, what else are you lying to me about? Or so yeah. it's just, it could be a potential mess. Yeah. So yeah, I'm thankful that uh, my wife's pretty much been on board now. My in-laws, uh, at first, they were not. Um, mm. I could think of one specific time when uh, my <clears throat> my uh, wife was pregnant with with a first child, and she was about about eight months, almost eight months pregnant. Uh-huh. And during that time, so that I wouldn't leave her for the whole day, I mean for like days on end, I would I would take day trips to where. I would leave, uh, I live in the LA area, so I would leave from the LA area um, out of the Ontario airport the earliest possible. Sometimes they have flights to Vegas going out as early as 5.30, 6 a.m. So catch one of those flights here, get here, get my car rental and just, you know, hit hit the floor running and then um, take the latest flight back home, which would be as late as like 10 p.m. So that gives uh-huh. me pretty much a whole day. So one of those times, um, I guess my in-laws showed up unexpectedly, and you know they, they're just there with my wife, just chit-chatting, and they asked, "So where, you know, where's, where's your husband?" And she's like, um, "Yeah, gambling and, in Vegas." Yeah. So my wife, you know, she's that type of person that she cannot even tell the white lie, you know, yeah. let alone lying what I'm doing, where I'm at. So she said, "Yeah, he's." Uh, He's in Vegas for the day. Uh, he'll be back later. 
So I I later got word that um, specifically my father-in-law was not too impressed with that, you know. And I mean, putting myself in his shoes, let's say that, you know, I have my daughter's pregnant with this guy's kid and he's yeah. out in Vegas gambling. I mean, it just doesn't smell right, right? Yep. So understandably so, he was, uh, he was upset. But then later... I had a chat with him, and I actually handed him a copy um, that you gave me of the uh, Holy Rollers documentary. Uh-huh. And he was like, hmm, okay, there may be something here. Okay. okay. So, so okay. yeah, he's, he's come a long way, and that documentary was actually uh, an instrumental part of it. Well, I, I'll consider ourselves trailblazers since we uh, we got to have the, the family, the in-laws, and everyone freak yeah. out at, at us first. Um, <laughs> but but it worked out it worked out okay for, for us, and... Uh, or you know, everybody came on board eventually. Yep. So um, you, you brought up a good point, which is that it, how important it is to have your spouse on board. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this doesn't just apply to card counting. Yeah, I mean, anything you're going to be any going major into, decision, yeah. any especially involving money. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so what we did with the church team is we actually would have um, if there was someone that was interested in joining the team, we'd have them and their spouse over for dinner. Yep. Um, because it was one thing if if the husband is you know is like hey I want or or vice versa if there was mm-hmm. a, uh, a woman that was going to join the team having having her husband you know because we just knew how important it was and sometimes they could be like oh yeah my wife's on board and it's that they think they're that's right they, they think they're all right it's time to go let's let's go do this oh yeah. sorry or I can only be there. One day or whatever. Yeah. And someone might even say, oh, yeah, I'm on board. But you can tell by their body language yeah. and, you know, you ask enough questions. And, and we just knew it was so important because if if their spouse is going to be gone for a four-day trip, mm-hmm. you know, if if the spouse isn't isn't on board, it's really going to be... Uh, it's going to be really tough on both of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and we don't want that. We didn't want that strain on people's marriage. There's a lot of ways to make absolutely make a living. Yeah. Um, so you saw twenty one. You got interested. Um, what when you decided? Hey, I think I want to, you know, become a card counter. What was your goal initially? Um, I think it was ultimately a a way of making some side income. You know. Then I'm thankful to actually have a a pretty well-paying job in in what I do. I'm in the engineering field, but you know that that part of me of like, hey, is there a side hustle I could do? You know, some people yeah. sell insurance, some people sell Tupperware, and I'm like, uh, why not play blackjack? <laughs> yeah. And also that kind of stick it to the man kind of uh, <laughs> yeah mentality, I guess. Where do you think you got that stick to the man uh, mentality? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I think that growing up, I moved a lot. My parents moved a lot. So at every new neighborhood or every new school that I was at, I always felt like I was a little bit disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. Um, first, when I moved to the U.S. because I didn't speak English. And later, I mean, just being the new kid in the block, you know, and it's it creates a certain level of... Uh, well, you're like not belonging to the, the mm. group of kids or the friends or at school. You know, you, I'm always um, the one being alone or sitting at all alone during lunch. So that, that kind of gave me the the feeling that I'm in some way a little bit disadvantaged, and I don't like that. So how can I turn that around? So yeah. maybe it, it had to do something with that. That's really interesting. I've been thinking a lot a lot more um, about origin stories. And one of the things I kind of realized, I was talking with my buddy from high school, and he's not a card counter, Mm -hmm. but he's known me as long as almost anybody. And he's, he and I were talking, he was reminding me of, you know, the things that we did, we were always kind of outside the box and Mm -hmm. willing to do things that weren't wrong, but weren't traditional. That's right. And we were getting in trouble for doing things that weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, one really stupid example. We, we never got in trouble for this, but we used to, uh, we just thought it was hilarious. And this was before like the Jackass movies, mm-hmm. but we would do what we called shop dropping, where we would take clothes that we didn't want anymore mm. and then bring them to the mall and put them on the rack and then watch. <laughs> and we'd watch and wait uh, to see people, you know, comb through the rack yeah. and look. And I remember one time someone, you know, they get to the item of clothing that we had shop dropped 
it's the opposite of shoplifting. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's not it's not it's not illegal. Yeah. And uh, someone gets to it, I'm like, oh, what do you think of that that sweater? And she's like, oh yeah, this is really nice. I think my husband would like this. And we, we just thought it was incredible. Uh, now it would funny. be on YouTube, but but we just laughed ourselves. Yeah, um, that's funny. Or we would get random things uh, gift wrapped at the mall uh, mm-hmm. because they would have like free gift wrapping, and we would get like clipboards and you mm, know water yeah. bottles gift wrapped because yep. it was stupid, but we thought it was funny. Um, so, more importantly, back to blackjack. Uh, how, so you're interested. How did you actually train? I basically began with a an app. Um, it's out there. It's just uh, card counting. I think that's um, card counter. I'm sorry, that's the name okay. of the app. Card counter app. Uh-huh. And basically, just takes you through, you know, learning the basics of. In this case, I I chose high low, and it takes you from like the rudimentary of how to start learning it by the cards having the number on them assigned to them. You know, uh, neutral or negative one or plus one. And then there's different levels, so I just started going through each level and seeing if that's something I could keep count of. Uh-huh. And, but that's, uh, that was just... To, to get I think started. I've seen that app. That's basically like flipping cards over. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So I did that, and then uh, um, after I got a hold of, uh, of your website, then I, I started going through uh, a little bit more in detail the, uh, on the drills that you had there at the time. And then um, just plain old memorizing of the charts. I mean, you know, what what the basic strategy is, what the deviations are. And then practicing on the kitchen table, just more of the traditional style. Uh-huh. So after training yourself for a bit, what point did you feel like you were ready to actually take it into the casinos? So I actually took a gradual approach. Um, I think I did like basic strategy and starting to do the running count. And then I kind of wanted to test that in a casino environment, but without playing, just kind of stand behind the players and observe the cards and kind of play out in my head, in my head, like, what would I do? Yeah. Or is, was the running count? Um, so that's the first step I took to see how I would feel in, in the environment, get a little bit of a yeah. taste, but I really didn't play, uh, maybe until four or five months uh, when I started just you know playing red chips uh-huh. to get a, a more feel. Okay, now I feel a little bit comfortable. Now let's let's see what it's like to actually sit down and play. Uh-huh. So I think within six months I was uh, kind of testing the waters. And what kind of bankroll did you start with? I started with five thousand. Okay, so that's that's not a bad yeah. you know kind of red chip starting bankroll. Yep, yep. So I I started with uh, with five thousand. And um, there was the times where I would bet a little bit over what, you know, my tolerance uh-huh. was. But I've even when I had the $5,000 bankroll, I've always thought of it as a, um, ref- what is that word? Replenishable. Yeah, replenishable bankroll. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't too worried if I, if I did lose it. Now, when I did make the jump into playing green chips, the first time that I was playing a like a you know one by twenty five to two by one fifty. The first trip that I took that I did that spread, uh-huh. I lost my oh, ass, man, uh. <laughs> big time. So it was like my first major loss of like I basically wiped out my session, my trip bankroll of oh. five thousand. So I was like, maybe this is not for me after all. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, having the first big loss is just that like punch or kick in the gut that you yep. feel. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, sometimes after I've had to remind myself of the success that I and the teams I've been a part of have had, because when you're losing, it can feel like, oh, wait, yeah. does, does this work? Yeah. Like, do, do I really know yeah. what I'm, what I'm doing here? Oh, have yeah. I, have I lost, have I lost my edge? That's right. Yep. But so you started with with five thousand, mm-hmm. and uh, what did the you know maybe the first few months or first six months look like? So once I started playing, um, I guess in in the sense of being serious about it, uh, I had a pretty good run. The first I remember the first year, I made like nine thousand. Uh, That's awesome. So you profit. So yeah, I definitely had very a very good start. 
And did you just triple your bankroll, or did you take some of it out? Um, I didn't. Uh, use, I didn't put everything back into the bankroll. But by the second year I was playing, I was then doubling it. So I, I started playing with ten. Uh huh. Um, bring it up to now. It's been like what, like four years. I'm playing with twenty k, but again, uh-huh. replenishable. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's. I guess not everybody does it this way, but basically the way I do it is, I have twenty k on hand. And if I'm having, you know, a streak of, of winning sessions, then that's that's my money. You yeah. Know, I just leave the 20K intact. If I'm having a bad run, kind of like I did in the last month, then, you know, I, I replenish that yeah. with, within a month or two. Yeah. So, so that's, that's basically how I've managed uh, my bankroll. But you still, you track all your results. So yes. it's So it's not just, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, no, I think, I, I think I've been winning. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, especially when I lose, right? I really know when I'm losing. Oh yeah, yeah, to the yeah. to the penny. Yeah. So so just to break it down for people listening, if you don't know what a replenishable bankroll is, you know, let's say that like hit a seven, you've you've got a day job or you, you've got some income coming in. So what that means is you don't have to have an untouchable bankroll that Correct. if you lose that money you're retiring from That's from right. card counting until you save up another bankroll what you can actually do is maybe the other way to think about it is you've got a $20,000 bankroll but you can play with a little higher risk than you might feel like Correct yes. um so so if like for example when when I was playing full time uh, I wouldn't have wanted to play with more than one percent risk of ruin because if I lose my bankroll, that's it. I'm I'm going yeah. back to waiting tables or something. Yeah. Um, but actually, before that, we played with a little higher risk. I think closer to five percent because, you know, it kind of felt like well, nothing ventured, nothing gained, and mm-hmm. we all had enough income to live off of. So it felt given the worst case scenario, you would yep. you would be covered. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So so I want to I want to talk a little bit more about. You know, you've got a day job, a family, and you're uh, an advantage player. How do you how do you balance all three of those? Yeah, you know, I, I think it goes back to having a plan with, in this case, with my wife. Of okay, here's the days that um, that it looks like I could go out and play. So it's it's about just communicating. You know, at times at work, I also get very busy. I, I do have to travel for for work. Um, so when I have to travel, typically that means I need to prepare for whatever meeting I'm going to be attending. It's just the nature of my job. So that takes a lot of time. And then when there's a little bit of an off time, like right now, you know, this is the week of Thanksgiving, it gets a little bit slower. So then I take advantage of that, you know, two days in a row, just go out there and, and hit it as, as hard as possible. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, I guess to answer your question is just a matter of planning and communicating you know, with with your spouse, you know, on what you're doing. I think it would be a little bit easier if um, if somebody's just you know single person without having to be at home or, or communicating that to to your spouse. But in in either case, I think you still need to plan. Yeah. Not just like you know, just be willy nilly about it. Oh, I guess I'll go today. Or um, it's it's having that plan in in place. And uh, so w- when you've taken money out like profits uh have you had any goal for that or is it just you know throw it into savings or so um yeah interesting you asked that um last last year early last year actually um i was able to to pretty much pay off on my debt yeah um, and a big portion of paying off my debts which is uh my wife's car my car um and a little bit of credit card debt that we had is um, thanks to Blackjack, you know. Wow. So um, that was my, or I would say our first goal for me and my wife. You know, if this is working out, let's try to pay that off. So, yeah, I mean, that's um, that's been a way in which I've uh, benefited from this side hustle, you know. Yeah. The other thing is that I also, I buy uh, music gear, produ- production equipment, uh-huh. and I flip that. So okay. that's you know another, another way side of, hustle correct, and the um, the advantage of having a replenishable bankroll is like this. Actually, this week I came across a deal for um, a really nice compact PA system. You know, uh-huh. state of the art, very very high quality. And basically, the guy that was selling it, he wanted to sell all of it together. He didn't want to break it down. Uh-huh. So 
relatively speaking, for somebody that would would like to have that, they typically will not have that kind of money laying around. Yeah. And since the guy didn't want to break it down and sell it speaker by speaker or microphone by microphone, then I'm at an advantage because I yeah. have that money on hand and, you know, give him a, a, a low bull offer and then, uh-huh. you know, he wants to raise that a little bit. At the end of the day, I got it. And uh-huh. now I have that on hand so that I can flip it and... I don't mind how long it takes. I could yeah. sell it piece by piece and at the end come back with the profit. So yep. it gives that flexibility to of if you have that money on hand and you have a replenishable bankroll, where is there anything else out there that I could be using yep. this money for? Totally. So that's, that's an example of how, you know, I've benefited from it. That's awesome. Um and you know, I think in, in general, I don't recommend that people use blackjack to pay off credit card debt. But it sounds like you had a good plan, you had mm-hmm. a good a good income, and this was a way um, not to kind of like uh, um, you know take this huge risk on trying to pay off Correct. credit card debt, yeah. but a way to actually expedite paying it off. Absolutely, so yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And and you've been counting cards for is it five years now? I think it's going to be. F- Five years, but and I think, um, like in legitimately four years, because for, yeah. for like the first year, it was kind of on and off. So yeah. I didn't really take too many um, records, exact records of uh, of my play. Uh huh. And uh, so, so you've been doing it for four or five years. And um, do you only count cards now? Um. Uh, maybe. Okay. I've been, uh, um, I've been, uh, fortunate enough to be led in into a couple of other advantages. Uh-huh. Um, as far as blackjack, I mean, hole carding, yeah, it's, it's one of them. Uh-huh. So there's, there's been a couple opportunities where, um, you know, I've read some literature, I've done some uh, research online and I've, um, I had started to look for hole carding opportunities, um, and, and lo and behold, the time that I least expected it, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> it was there. So yeah, um, uh, hold carding was one of them. And uh, uh, well, we don't need to talk about yeah specifics, but uh, I guess the reason the reason I ask, uh, what would you say? What percentage of what you do is card counting? Like the majority, yeah, still, the vast yeah. majority. Yeah. Well, I think that's helpful to hear. We I've interviewed um, people that do hold carding. Like we we interviewed South AP, and mm-hmm. he he. Did a number of things and uh, interviewed Bob Dancer, who does mm-hmm. video poker. Yep. Um, it's interesting. I, I just like to ask because one, it helps people realize that that there are advantages outside of just Correct. the blackjack table. Yep. I mean, yep. we've exploited cash back. Yep. Uh, we've uh, I've done a tiny bit of hole carding, but mm-hmm. but ninety nine percent of what I've done is card carding. But just for people to have their oh, also uh, Richard Munchkin, I interviewed him, and, and mm-hmm. he's done all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah I'd, I'd be I'd love to be a fly on the wall when that guy's talking about his secret games. He always yeah. said, "Hey Richard, what's a secret game?" You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's a really really intelligent <clears throat> yeah. guy, a really yeah. really nice guy. But he's probably not going to tell any of us Correct. about. Yeah, like, hey, do you know where the printing? Uh, <laughs> Uh, printing machine for money is yeah, yeah exactly so do you have well i know you do have one at least one creative uh way to avoid detection uh perhaps with with your heritage yes do you absolutely. Mind sharing that sure and and uh, i think there's uh, opportunity for others out there to think of of this opportunity so basically since english is my second language i have a native language which um, I was able to milk the strip casinos for a long time. You know how they have that sweet uh, uh, dealer uh, stance on soft 17 double deck. Uh-huh. So I was able to milk those for almost two years by playing the I'm just a tourist card uh-huh. and I don't speak English. So um, I remember a specific time I was at the MGM uh, playing one of these games and the pit boss is talking to some other guy, and they're talking about me, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're basically saying, "So who is this guy? Oh, I don't know. You know, he's maybe a uh, a short-lived uh, high roller that's going to bust out here soon, or yeah. something like that." And I'm I'm listening to everything he's saying, <laughs> so I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that's what you think, you know." So, yeah. Uh, there's been other times where they'll actually bring a host. Uh, that speaks the language I speak, and uh-huh. they're trying to get me into to 
getting a player's card or whatnot. But yeah, that's definitely an opportunity out there if if uh, if you do speak um, at least one other language and and you know it well, right? Because they might bring somebody that speaks yeah. your language, and if you can't talk shop, then you're busted, right? Yeah. Um, and that's definitely an opportunity you could use, so that the attention goes from. Uh, oh, this is just a tour. This is a, this might be a card counter to uh, this is a tourist. You know, yeah. we don't have to uh, to care too much about them. So, do you think that there's a little bit of a um, stereotype? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Because if uh, I mean, unfortunately, right? But if if you sit down next to me, you're going to be if if all things being equal, you sit next to me and we start playing. Probably the heat is going to be on you. Yeah, because you're you're a white male. You know, <laughs> yeah. You fit, fit you fit the uh, the profile. Yep. I yeah. remember getting a hold of uh, um, the casino sur- the surveillance guide to card counting or something like that. Yeah. And it, it gives a description of a. It's like that's me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. just to to the T. Yeah. And you know what? What am I going to do? Like not be white or that's not right. be young or wait yeah. till I'm old to start counting cards? No. Yeah. And. Honestly, uh, I'm kind of surprised I've gotten in as many hours of my career as I yeah. have at high limit places or, yeah. or whatever. But I also know a few of the guys from the church team. Uh, we had one guy that was East Indian, and mm-hmm. he had successful trips at casinos that yep. no one else on our team could could have such success at. And oh, I remember yeah. going on a trip with one of my really good buddies, John, and uh, he's Hawaiian. Mm. And... I got flyered everywhere, and I was losing. Mm. And he got hour after hour in, winning, you know, like forty or fifty grand on the trip. And uh, you know, maybe it's just because he was a fresh, Mm -hmm. fresh name, fresh face. But I, but it does help. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So exploit it if uh, if anybody out there is willing to pull, it's able to pull that move. I I highly recommend it. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, So. Do you have any any highs or lows from your career that you'd be willing to share? Um, I think uh, the highs would be where I can experience the um, the fruits of blackjack. Red. Ultimately, it's it is a side hustle, and you, you want to be able to make money. And I'm not really bound to an employer, so to speak. Right? Uh-huh. I, I really enjoy that uh, that freedom in in the side job. And then I guess the lows would be. There's been a couple of times that I go on uh, on a on a trip for more than two days, mm-hmm. and I do miss my family a lot. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's something that kind of really gets to me. Yeah. Um, there's actually been times where I'm ready to go on a trip, and and um, if it's not too far of a trip, and it's a local trip, and I'm actually not feeling like leaving my family i actually make the call like the day of, yeah. you know what i'm actually not gonna go i'm gonna stay here that's awesome so uh yeah that's um but then the times that i do go because it's already like a planned trip my air is already bought um it's a little bit tough yeah to to leave my my wife and kids behind yeah so yeah i i think those those would be the uh the pros and cons right flexibility and having the freedom of whenever you want to play and what places to go to and then the downs that you do have to leave your family behind at yeah. that time, right? Well, I think it's important for people to hear, you know, a, a lot of the people that that I've uh, interviewed or, or talked with, they're doing it professionally, but that's not the only way to do it. And I right. tell a lot of people, uh, as a hobby, in, in a lot of ways, is, yeah. you know, better than doing it full-time. I mean, I did it full-time for years, and, and I'm thankful for it, but as a hobby, you you don't have the pressures. Correct. Of like I have to go play. Yeah, right? I got to pay my mortgage, so I yeah. got to go play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you you don't have um, just just the pressures of uh, you know all the hours getting mm-hmm. in and and yeah. I tell people card is a trade, yeah. and I'm really thankful for it as a trade. But the cool thing about trade is you can pick it up or put it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like. You and you and your wife have have figured out what your goals are yep. and aligned card card counting with that or advantage play with that, yep. um, and so it's, it's fun for me to hear about that. It really uh, for people listening to be able to hear about that, so that, so they yep. can figure out. I, I say at every boot camp, we want to help you figure out how card counting fits into your life, or if That's it right. doesn't, and if it doesn't fit into your life, then don't do it. Yep. Um, if it does, 
you want to make sure that you're doing it in a way that really furthers your goals. That's right. <laughs> rather than holding you back. So one thing, one other thing I, I like to mention about um, the not so fun aspect of it, which you know I, I want to be realistic and I want to put the clear picture out there. Um, last year, 2016, I did have a losing year. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we may think of this as a glamorous Hollywood style, 21 the movie lifestyle, yeah. and it is not. Yeah. Know? Um, so I I did play. Uh, 2016, I played about 220 hours. Wow. And I, I did well towards the beginning of those hours, but by the time the year was said and done, I lost. Yeah. It was it was like a fifteen or $16,000 loss for the year. Wow. So that was that was a pretty pretty tough sw- uh, pill yeah. to swallow. So, um, and I remember people talking about, hey, you know, uh, if you do this long enough, you're going to have a period where you're going to have a losing streak. So yeah. prep for it. And, at, you know, at in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, yeah, that, that might happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I, yeah. I don't think that's going to hit me. Lo and behold, you know. So wow. um, if uh, somebody out there is experiencing a, a losing streak, you know, my, mine was, again, in the net hours, like 215, 220 hours. And, and it was a net loss. So. Yeah. Well, if you're having a losing streak, the first thing I'd say is make sure that you do have a winning game. Correct. Get, get yes. it evaluated. But yep. you knew you had you'd had uh, several years of, of success before that. Um, yeah. But but it, it can happen. Uh, we just had Tommy Highland speak this this weekend at, mm-hmm. at our boot camp, and he said in the you know I think 38 years now he's been doing it. He's had two losing years, and he said they were years that he didn't play as many hours as mm-hmm. some of the others. But yep. it does have. I mean, 225 hours. That's that's pretty rough. I don't oh, think yeah. I've had a losing streak that long yet um but but i'm glad that you've managed yeah. to to you know keep your composure yeah yeah that's uh that's pretty tough it's, it's pretty uh a pretty trying time yeah that's why a lot of times when uh somebody will because I, I don't tell people that i do card counting but if it does come up you know i, I talk a little bit about it and when people show interest my first um response to them my first comment is like dude don't do it and in yeah. a sense, for me, that's that's like the first test. If somebody's really insistent, yeah, right, then okay. Then after I advise you not to do it, it's, it seems like you you really want to try it. So you know, go learn basic strategy and and uh, go check out BJA and see what if, if that's really for you. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, one of those things where you have to keep in mind. It's, it's really, it's not like the movies, right? Yes. Where you're going to have this big rush and everything's going to work out. Yeah. It is not that way. <laughs> yeah. In 21, I remember the only time they lose is when he like... When he got mad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah loses control of his emotions and then yeah. he starts losing. It's like, no, no, no. You can be in perfect control That's of your emotions. Right. You can play perfectly yeah. and it, it's not going to work out. Uh, I think that's, that's uh, you know... Not a bad strategy to try to dissuade people from it because there's so much misunderstanding mm-hmm. with it that it can attract people that think it's going to be something it's not. I mean, we all we all want a, a shortcut, and yep. card carrying is a great trade, but it's it's no shortcut. Yeah, it's a long run. Remember, yeah. that's we always talk about the long run. And speaking about like having emotions and being you know just pissed off. Yesterday, I was sharing to a couple of the guys that. It recently hit me because I, I was sharing with them that I actually I generally get pissed off when I'm losing. Like man, uh-huh. like why? Ah, the count was so high, and the dealer pulled a five card twenty one. Uh-huh. How could this be? But then I'm starting to think. Well, you know, if I think about it, it's actually working out the way it should work out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got to wait for the long run. Yes, you know. So that kind of gave me some uh, like a slap in the face to myself. Uh-huh. It's like, dude, just. Relax. It's you're, gonna work out in the end, right? Yeah, you're getting upset that the math is working. Correct. Yeah. So I was like, how, how stupid is that? You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people you can't avoid the losses. Yeah. And the good news is you can't avoid the wins. Yeah. If you're playing perfect, right? Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna work out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to feel no emotion. <laughs> Correct. But uh, yeah, get, getting upset when the math is working out. That's right. Yeah. Uh, is is a little. Uh, self-defeating correct so so do you have any um funny or crazy uh 
stories of things you've seen or heard in a casino. This is some. This is something I've been wanting to ask people more recently, just because sure. it is such a unique job. Sure. I mean, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, pretty outrageous things. I remember one time I was at a particularly low roller casino where they didn't even have the 500 chips out. And this guy gets there with just watts of cash and he wants to bet um, purple chips. Uh huh. So he asks them if they have those and they, you know, they take a little while. So I, you know, I'm walking the floor a little bit, going to get some food. And by the time I come back, sure enough, this guy has a couple of stacks of, um, of these purple chips. And this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. He is playing with purple chips, $500 a hand, uh-huh. uh, sometimes two spots of it. And I just stood there and witnessed this where he is playing in the most outrageous manner, hitting wow. his 16s against a two. Um, wow. Just completely. And for a second, I thought, does this guy know something I uh-huh. don't? Uh-huh. Like, this guy is... And to this day, when I think back, I'm like, is there something I missed that this guy was doing that I'm not aware of? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he, I mean... Needless to say, he ended up losing all of it. I, yeah. I was, I came back later, and he had lost all his chips. So, by what I saw, I mean he went there and literally lost probably close to a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Betting purple chips and wow. playing in the most outrageous way, which, I mean, yeah, that, that was pretty crazy. So he lost. If he's betting a thousand, he lost a hundred bets. Correct. Oh man! Um, yeah. I mean, over time, right? It was yeah. like a couple hours where I went to the next casino. I came back, and by the time I came back, I mean, he had just a short stack, maybe five chips or something. But, I remember. Yeah. I remember a couple boot camps ago. There's a guy, a guy at our boot camp who said uh, he the night before been watching a guy play in the high limits room, and the guy playing would never hit a hand that could bust. Wow. Never. And he said, oh, well, this works for me, and, and I, I make money doing this. Wow. And the guy at the boot camp watched him play for a while, and the guy actually won. <laughs> so the guy, at the, the guy at the boot camp is saying, Colin, is it— Maybe there it, is something it, to it. He's like, I just kind of want to take—and this guy definitely had some money. Right. The boot camper. Yeah. And so he said, well, I just want to take maybe $10,000 and try, try this. Yeah. And— it's like you either trust the math or you don't. Yep. Yep. And the you know, what if he goes with his ten thousand yeah, you can play a horribly stupid strategy and it might work in the short term. Yep. But I you know, it's like it's like you gotta trust the math. I I've started to tell people because they're they're either through email or um, you know, occasionally at a boot camp, there'll be someone that's got a superstition mm-hmm. and I've started to just say, prove it to me. With a simulation. Yep. Prove it to me with math. Don't yep. prove it to me with your anecdote. evidence, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't care about your anecdote. You know, you could double a hard 20, and one in 13 times, it's going to work out. Yeah. But uh, if you can prove it to me with a simulation, yep. then I'll, I'll believe you. And that, you know, it ends the conversation every time. Yeah. I think people have this notion of... Like, hey, I've come up with this new system or yeah. this discovery that nobody else thought of before, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and I think the times that it kind of does work out in the short run, I'm always like, dude, that's dangerous. Yep. Because it'll, you know, it'll lead them astray in the wrong paths to eventually lose a lot of money. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've been doing this for a, for a long time. And so I forget that early on, you know, I remember having losing days and thinking, oh, I just shouldn't have played today or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't understand the math. Yeah. Uh, so I try, I try to empathize with people, but also just, you know, steer them, steer them towards, yeah. towards the reality, which yeah. is like, you're not going to find a shortcut. You're not going to come up with your own a new sis- system. Yeah. If you come up with a system, it's going to be through uh, simulations and yeah. computer software. It's not going to be through trial and error. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I also I also want to ask you. I know that you've got a couple. Maybe you could share one of your stories of uh, APs, advantage players, or card counters helping each other out. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think I posted this uh, on the forum a while back ago, but for those that may be newer to the forum, um, there was a time I was playing a Southern California casino, uh, Indian casino, and I I had been backed off from there probably twice at that point, and this third time, um, I got backed off relatively fast, uh-huh. uh, but I did have a lot of chips on me. And when they came to me, you know, the, the suits there, they came to me and they asked me for ID. Obviously, I, I didn't yield it. And they got pretty aggressive to where they said, okay, then you got to leave and uh, don't ever come back. And I had actually parked uh, on the parking structure, which is an, actually another tip that I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll elaborate as, as soon as I'm done with this story. But mm-hmm. so anyways, they're kind of blocking my way they want me to go quote unquote to the office with them and i'm just saying you know what i want to leave now so please do not stop me so essentially i i had to kind of walk uh, around them and i walked off premise and i'm like crap how am i gonna get my car now yeah because if if they run if they really want to be jerks they could arrest me this is a tribal police you know so I just ended up walking about a mile or two to the nearest gas station, and I was just thinking, well, now I got to wait here maybe the whole day until the next shift comes in to go get my car. But then I remember that somebody from the forum mentioned that they lived in the area. Yeah. So I was like, gosh, what are the chances? You know. Yeah. So sure enough, I contacted this person through the forum, hoping that by sending him a, an IM message. He would read it and then get back to me because I didn't have his number. And sure enough, within like 30 minutes, I get a phone call. Wow. And um, he was like, hey, yeah, I got your message. He's like, I'm uh, I'm at the grocery store. But yeah, dude, as soon as I'm done here, I'll go get you. So I was like, wow. Talk yeah. about getting a blackjack with a max bet out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how kind of I felt. And yeah, he, uh, he came and then... Uh, he cashed my chips for me, and he drove me right up to my car to uh, to get my car and, and be able to get out of there. But uh, this takes me to the reminder about where where we park when we play. So little did I know that after the fact, and that this was later, that I realized that a lot of casinos will reach your plate when you enter their, their premise, their properties. Yeah. So that if... This car that you have, like, if you've been backed off, the safest assumption is whatever car you were driving, mm-hmm. that car is also backed off, and they have the your license plate uh, already in the system, right? Not all casinos do this, but I, I say a safe assumption would be that they do. This particular one did. So when, um, when I went there like a year later... Uh, they busted me again really fast. Like, uh, how, like I was like, man, for sure facial recognition works. And it oh, works yeah. good. And, and man, because they got <laughs> me before I even made, made a big bet. And that's when uh, later um, another another advantage player actually tipped me into the, hey, dude, they got license plate readers. Yeah. So you're in the system. The, the moment you drive in, they already have you flagged. So yep. by the time you sit down, they're already on you. Yeah. So uh, ever since then... Um, if I know of a place that probably, or if you could even see them, that if they have uh, license plate readers when you come in the parking lot, don't park there. You know, yeah. park either on the not in the parking structure, but out in the on the open, uh-huh. or find you know a, a shopping center or whatever next to the to the casino and park there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good for people to know. I've actually seen, I I think it's in my OSN profile. Um, they a picture of the license plate of our previous yep. previous car. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Gosh, that stuff's that stuff's frustrating, but but it's good for people to know. Yeah, and actually, this year um, I got busted that way. Um, I was playing under an alias uh, with my cousin's player's card that I had been backed off for some casino, and then um, I guess I I got put in some sort of local database. And um, this year, early this year, I walking into a casino, and I'm standing there back counting when I see the pit, uh, the floor guy get a phone call. Oh, he wow. picks up the phone, 
And then he does one of those things where he looks right at me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap, I haven't even done nothing yet. Yeah. And sure enough, um, about a, a minute after that, uh, a lady and two other security guards come. And she addresses me by, by my cousin's name. Uh-huh. And so I already knew they were coming at me. So I said, huh? What are you talking about? Yeah. And that kind of did throw her off a little bit because they expect you to answer by your name. So that's another thing. If, if they ever call you by name, never answer. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, unless you're playing rated. And yeah. obviously they know. But if they're on to you and they call out like, hey, Colin, you know, just ignore it. As if you're not hearing, like they're not calling me. Yeah. But, um... So, yeah, I, I, I told the lady, excuse me? Like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. And she kind of was, uh, hesitated a little bit. And she was like, well, you know what? Um, uh, we think that you're somebody that we don't want to let uh, play blackjack. Uh-huh. So don't even think about it. Oh, okay. and I'm like, who said I was going to play blackjack? <laughs> so I'm not acting offended, but I'm yeah. like, just a way for me to kind of throw it off so I could leave. But anyway, so, yeah, uh, beware of uh, license plate readers. Well, that's cool that uh, I, I know who it was that helped you out. Um, yep. You know, after that, that backup, yep. uh, he'd been he'd been to a boot camp, and so he was a good guy. If you're listening, be don't uh, if you've got large amounts of money, just uh, meet up with any stranger, That's even, right. even yeah. if you've met him yeah. through through our forum. You know, yep. uh, we haven't had a bad situation, but I always want to tell people. You know, there could be bad apples anywhere, but Absolutely. if it's if it's someone that that you've established a relationship with, you know, um, I like that story because they're. There just are a lot of good stories of advantage players, card counters helping each other out. Yep. And uh, it's it's a that's something that can make me really proud to be a part of the community, whether it's blackjack apprenticeship or just the larger yep. uh, community. So so I'll, this, I'll tell you oh, another yeah. quick story which recently happened. Um, so uh, some of the guys actually on the forum, and I won't say their name, but um, I'm pretty sure you could make out who it was. Uh-huh. Um, Basically, they they visit the casinos that are local to my area, and they get free play on their cards. Yeah. And one of the ways to use up the free play is by uh, churning the money through the the video poker machines, right? Uh-huh. And then you you know if they got whatever thirty dollars in free play, you're the base case scenario, you hit a good a good streak and you're able to make some money. So, anyways, uh, that particular night, um, th- this was actually this month. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. This particular night, um, I was at the casino, and I had churned through some of their free play through the video poker machine, and they have uh, that each Friday they give away a car uh-huh. uh, or twenty thousand in cash, and all you got to do is utilize your card to play, and you're entered in the uh, in in the drawing. So I guess you can see where this is going, yeah. right? So I'm so I I turn the money through, and then after I sit down and play blackjack. And midnight comes around, and they say, "Okay, and now for the grand prize winner of the night, the winner is." And then when they said the name, I was like, "Oh, that sounds awfully familiar." And I was like, "Oh crap! Wait a minute, that's my buddy." Yeah, and he's not here to claim the prize. So yeah. this was a uh, a brand new Ford Mustang or a uh, or twenty thousand in cash. Oh man! And you got ten minutes to claim your prize. Otherwise, somebody's is going to be called. And he's halfway across the country. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, man, it's like I've never won a drawing. Yeah. And the time that because of me, it is called. It's not me who they're calling. It's man, my I, buddy who's not even here, and there's no way he's going to be here. I can't so. imagine the emotions just sitting there knowing that. There's twenty thousand dollars right. or a free card just sitting there. Yes, and you know the clock's just gonna yeah, it's just run gonna out. run out. There's no way. Oh, and, and for man. the time, I was like, all right, think, think. What can I do? Is there any? I'm just like, but oh, bottom line, man. no. You gotta be pressing to win. Obviously, yeah. you gotta you gotta give your ID, and I, I would guess your social security number. So I was like, there's, there's no way. So, oh man, that's pain. That's painful. Yeah. But uh, you know, there's there's always gonna be more EV. Yep. Somewhere else. So I want to ask you just a couple more questions. Um, what what has Card King taught you that's applied to your life away from the tables? Anything come to mind? Um, yeah, it's maybe a, a couple of things. One is that there's um, for things that are worthwhile, there's really no shortcuts. Yeah, you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna have to do the heavy lifting. You're gonna have to really put in the hard work. And that applies to anything. You know, you, you want to if you want to do well in, in whatever type of business you're on, uh, like you you got to know your stuff. That's good. There's, there's no shortcuts. If if somebody comes selling you a shortcut, 
you know, it's, it's, that's that's that should be a red flag indication. Yeah. And um, I guess uh, the second thing would probably be that at the end of the day, whatever it is that you're doing, what's going to be most important than those means or that activity that you're doing is really the relationships that you develop with people. Yeah. And realize that, you know, at the end of the day, that dealer that is dealing across from me, like she's a mother you know she's yeah. a daughter she has a family and she's trying to find a way to survive yeah um and you know advantage players that that we have community with you know they're people too you know they um they might have different struggles in life that um that we can relate to and at the end of the day is just the importance of building those relationships and realizing that those relationships are ultimately more important than blackjack or yeah. ultimately than money, right? Because I doubt that um, when we're in our deathbed, if we get the privilege of being in the deathbed, that we're going to be like, you know what? I really wish I would have stayed when the count was at that particular point yes. and made a couple extra hundred bucks. You know, that's not going to be, at least I would hope that's not going to be what what is going to go through our mind, but more like, man, like I really enjoyed the relationships I had with my family, with my friends, with my community. So I think ultimately that's more important. And, and blackjack is just uh, a means to to that end of creating genuine relationships. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's that's just so important. Uh, I agree. You know, when I look back, um, my regrets aren't playing another hour or placing another bet. Or anything like that. My mm-hmm. my regrets are uh, maybe dehumanizing people yeah. in a casino. Yep. Uh, I don't really re- remember ever being mean, but you know, maybe maybe just seeing the dealer or the pit boss, at, like um, just just maybe dehumanizing yeah. them. Yeah. And not, yeah, like not they're, they're just sort of like a machine that's dealing yep. to me. So just hurry exactly. up. Like I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And I'm not going to tip you. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I want to be. Uh, you know, kind of, I want to treat people in a casino the way I would treat someone at a grocery store or, or treat, yeah. you know, treat any other, other human being. So I think, I think that's really, really important. And I appreciate you sharing that. Yep. We've got one other question. Are you willing to share your recipe for carne asada? Yeah, absolutely. It's actually relatively easy because I've seen this elaborate schemes of how to marinate. Uh-huh. So for those that don't know, I've, I've actually... I cooked for the boot campers a couple of times, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, from what I hear, there's uh, has been a good response. Oh yeah, it's always uh, yeah. a, hu- a huge treat and uh, delicious and and really fun. Yeah. So basically, um, uh, the the important thing here is to get a particular type of meat, which in Spanish is called rachera, and in English is basically the the flat meat, flat meat or skirt steak, sometimes uh-huh. call it. So it's got to be that meat in order for it to be the, the good stuff. And then you marinate it with orange juice, season seasoned salt, and garlic salt. That's uh-huh. it. Now, as to the amounts, I don't know. You just yeah. gotta fill it out, right? So I yeah. guess the secret really is in in uh, in the the amount of each of each yeah. of those three things but that's basically it start experimenting with yeah. that um, it'll be a, it'll it'll be better if you let it marinate overnight but yeah. if not you know half hour is fine yeah okay so basic strategy is overnight overnight but if yeah. you need to deviate and and just have a shorter marinade 20 30 minutes is fine. Yeah. yeah awesome awesome well thank you so much for sitting down and, and sharing from your own uh, experiences and uh, your own wisdom as as a card counter and an advantage player and and just as as a friend uh, it's always an incredible uh, you know honor and a good time when when you hang out at a boot camp or or you know whenever we get to get together uh, our families get together or we get get an opportunity yeah. to hang out so thanks for sharing and thank you it, yeah yeah and if you guys want to you can read some more of hit a seven stories there there's a really fun one of when he got to meet max rubin when he got back to yeah, verona and and then the story they referenced earlier about someone helping him out and uh he's on the forum and uh so you can read more there or or uh He's a good guy, so I'm sure if you reached out to him, he would he would uh, 
say hello back through through the forum. And that's going to be it. If you want to learn more about card counting and beating casinos for money, you can check out Blackjack Apprenticeship. We've got video course. We've got drills. We've got uh, an awesome forum that I'm really proud of. We've got podcasts and uh, a bunch of other stuff. So you guys can check it out. And that's all. All right. Thank you. <laughs>